Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are evicted from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Hey, yo, Jet, you wanna, you wanna play some Pyramid? We got like, I don't know, we got a few hours. Is that that dice thing you were playing before? Yeah, with, um, what was his name, Bag? Oh, oh yeah. Don't let anyone know, but I nabbed a uh, a set of dice from so we could play. Ooh, you stealing again? Just, it, it, he was cheating. It it evens out. All right, all right. All right, you start with the with the 12-sided one, so you just roll that. Uh, all right, what you got, what you got? Oh, God, I dropped it. Uh, nine. All right, it's a good base. I start with an eight. Do I win? No, no, see, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. So, all right, then now you do the eight-sided one. Is that the S to S pyramids? Also known as like a diamond. Oh, yeah, it is a diamond. Also, that's like an eight. Okay. All right. So I got a four. Do I win? No. See, we still got, we still got two more, but see here. So, okay. So there's, since I have an eight and then a four, if I get a two on the next one, then I just win. Um, so that's just, that's the rules. What what are the rules? Yeah, this is a practice round. It's a practice round. Don't worry. A practice, but I, I I thought we were playing. No, no, we're, we're, we're practicing real quick. All right. So roll your next dice. It's the six sided one. Okay. Just a regular die, right? Yeah. Oh, I got a one. All right. So I got a four that time. So I don't immediately win. Um, but I do have now a double four. So that's got to count for some like triple points at the end, but, but that's like snake eyes. Doesn't that mean that you like lose? No, that's that. See snake eyes. That's when it's ones because like a snake's eyes are like slits. So they look like ones. That's why I call it that. So if I roll one, I get snake eyes. I win. So if you got snake eyes this time, having 17, that's an odd number. That means that it's, uh, it's a venomous snake and you actually lose automatically. All right, we got we got one more. Let's let's roll. Let's let's throw out another roll here, and this time is the four sided one. Oh, the 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 diamond, the pyramid. Yeah. Okay. Sheesh. All right. I got a I got another four. So that's three fours and an eight. I got a two. Uh, let's see. All right. So you got was your last one a one? See now, like you said, if you'd gotten the one, it would have been a loss because it was a poisonous snake, guys. But since you got the two, 
Um, I think that just means that it's uh, you just count it as normal. It's just like it's just straight up normal. So you did, you had a nine, and an eight, a one, and a two. Yeah. And I had eight, four, four, and four. Shit, bro, we tied. What? What are the rules? You you add them all up, but there's like a lot of like little distinctions. Like, why don't, why don't you run the game next, and and I'm sure you'll you'll get it. You'll get it. Okay, so we take the twelve sided die. Yup. And then we do the roll. I got a seven, and then that means that you're gonna get less than that. Oh, well, okay. So I I got an eight. Okay, so eight minus so I, because I got a seven, I get a plus one on my rolls because I got an odd number, and because you got even, that means that you get minus four on your first roll. So that means that you get a four, and I got a seven. So technically, you rolled less than me. Oh, but hold up. No, mm. you don't remember that rule? Bag told me earlier. Oh, okay. Let's just roll. We okay, I can roll with it. Oh god, I dropped it. Shit. All right, so that's a that's a four again, and I got an eight. So because I got the higher even, that means that I get a plus eight on my roll. So I actually got a sixteen on that. And you, because you got the lower even, it means that you get a minus eight. At that, so hold on. I think okay. All right. Well, but okay. And then we go to the to the regular die, and then you're gonna get snake eyes with me, right? It that's I don't think I have to. All right, something wacky's happened because I got another four. Sheesh. All right, am I about to get the same hand as last time? Uh, see, see, the problem is I got a six. And for this one, when you get closer to the top of the pyramid, if the other, your opponent scores two points above you, then it actually causes you to go another negative eight. So I think you're at negative four again. So you're, you're four, negative four, negative four. But then I'm six. So then those points actually come to my side. So I think I have about 10 because I get those four that you lost. Dog, I see the way that I look, I was learning it. That doesn't seem right. But let, let's do the last die. Let's, that could, I feel like that's going to change the whole game. This last one right here. Oh, what do you know? I got a four. Dude, no joke. I just rolled the exact same hand as last time. See, so when you roll the same exact thing as last time, that actually means that you get negative four quadruple points meaning that i actually did win the winner actually gets the the quadruple so i get yeah the and four. so like i'm the winner here because like i just got literally the same hand and when that happens it's called like a double handy shandy you know in the back alley that's just that just means that you you got both hands in the pockets that's a win so okay let's well when that happens then you have to count them up and so then when you add them carry the three um what what did you get well okay so i mean like just flat numbers i got a 20 again i got tw- i got I think- 20 as well oh my god it's a tie damn bro i gotta go back to math class sorry for the extra long skit they had too much fun playing pyramid so i'll make this quick the cast and crew is growing like crazy at 150 members of the cast and crew we're making jet throw on some short shorts and filming a DD themed workout series called sweat with jet we are less than 40 members away so head on over to patreon.com slash cast party to become an official part of our cast and crew exclusive behind the scenes info monthly one shots run by different cast members an invite to our community discord where we host live listening parties and community run games as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do for every single cast party episode speaking of this episode's merch giveaway winner is 
fiery Artemis, shirts, hoodies, stickers, and so much more over at cast-party.myshopify.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my uncertain cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who once auditioned to be on MTV's hit dating show, Next. However, his episode never actually aired. He was greeted with his first contestant, but was too awkward to even next her, even though he wasn't really feeling the date too much. In the end, she ended up choosing the money and got a clean $137. Is he secretly 30 years old? Like, how, <laughs> how, does, how does this timeline work? I didn't want to think too much into it. <laughs> but he wasn't even on the bus. Like, he was the contestant. Yeah. Yeah, he was He was the, the nexter. The position of power. It, it, was, it had to have been the 2017 reboot that uh, didn't go anywhere, right? Whoa. Yeah, there you go. They did a reboot? No. No, they did not. In our world, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, who, um, okay, fun fact for the day is Blueberry has been carrying a small round wooden shield on her arm this entire time, and we just never think about it. So... Hopefully I haven't done anything two-handed while like benefiting from my shield AC. This is really just an excuse to uh, not come up with a story fact and to just remind you to remind me that I usually have one hand occupied in combat. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> okay. You've had a shield this whole time. Like, yep. <laughs> can, can we just canonically say that Frederick's been holding it for her this whole time and like blocking? <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. He just runs across my arm like with the yes. shield over him to block. He's nimble enough. And strong. It's also why he never gets hit because he's always got the shield covering. Oh my God. <laughs> it all makes sense. It's all fitting together. We have Nigel Deacon. What's snacking? Xander Gucci Supreme, whose life absolutely changed after he saw the documentary Ratatouille. <laughs> Now, he knows, obviously, what was depicted was an artist retelling with a handful of embellishments, but it was still fascinating. Xander clearly doesn't know anything about cooking or the culinary arts, but he does know that rats are intelligent, so it only makes sense that a rat could be smart enough to cook, right? He also figured it was one of those, like, Balto situations where when Balto finished his trek, he was running at the head of the line with a dog named Fox, and someone was like, well, we don't want people to think it was an actual fox. So even though it was a two-dog job, only one got the major fame. And that's probably what happened with Ratatouille. One rat controlling the whole person? Unlikely. But a team? For sure. And that's both super interesting, but also super disconcerting. So Xander doesn't trust rats because of how intelligent that movie showed them to be. So that's why Xander hates rats. Yeah. The origin story of the hatred. <laughs> Xander don't fuck with rats. And finally, we have Vince Perito. Jet the Bull the Chambers, Big Burly Heartthrob, who is, in fact, one of the healthiest people that you all are ever going to meet, except for one small, tiny little detail. He's allergic to cash. What? Cash. Now what? Cold hard cash. He is allergic to a compound in the paper in U.S. dollars. And so he can never carry cash on him. He breaks out in hives very bad. And sometimes if you actually put like a $100 bill on his arm or something, like... Specifically a hundred? Yeah, $100 bill. It like burns into his skin? Yep. It just makes a perfect imprint of a $100 bill. 
Is that possible? Is this based on a true story? In Fendrea, it is. <laughs> what about outside of Fendrea? Not gonna lie, I looked up earlier. Weird allergies, and one of the first things that popped up was cash. Whoa. Interesting. So let's get right into it and talk about what happened last time. Last time, you guys spoke with Sulek as he pressed you about Pojin's murder. You spilled your hearts out to him about all you knew regarding the Queen and Adwolf. Sulek warned if the Magistrate killed Pojin and they find out Chandra was killed, they will send reinforcements and their research would not be able to continue. You headed to Pojin's iceberg where you discovered Pojin's eyes to be completely white. You also discovered his Valorithy symbol, as well as scratch marks on the ground, much like the ones from Chandra's house. Solik confided that he would need your help to further the Destin's research at the Evergem. He took you to Bags, where you played a round of Pyramid before being taken below the Evergem. Solik and Redstream told you of Kionopa and Travis, who used to live down here together along with their son, Zen. Kionopa and Travis were killed, but no one knows what happened to Zen. Not only was Kionopa an extremely powerful mage, but also a friend to Redstream, even granting him sight again. He can see visions from beneath the Evergym where Kionopa used to live. During these visions, he can see Zen as he's playing with a ball and cup, before, in an instant, he disappears, along with a staff hanging on the wall. Redstream and Solik want to infiltrate the barracks at the Evergem as the Magistrate built it right over top of Travis's old butcher shop. There must have been a reason for that, or at least some information on what exactly happened to Kionopa, Travis, and maybe even Zen. Redstream is coming along with you in case he gets any more visions, deciding to go in with three of you invisible, Blueberry as a fly or other small animal, and Sebastian donned in Magistrate gear, you headed back to your tent to prepare. While in your tent, you decided to read through the book that you found in Chandra's house. On the last page was drawings of the four of you, in your wedding outfits. A note saying, she has the staff. And finally, a note saying the wedding tickets were given to Matthias's University of Modern Magic. Now you're in your tent, waiting for Redstream to get back for you to head to the Magistrate Barracks. Book in hand. And so the scene is set. The question is, as always, what will you do next? Well... Does, does anybody realize what this means? Uh, bad? <laughs> yeah, bad, bad. Very. What are we going to do about this? What can we do? How, how long do you think they've had this information? Probably, like, the day after the wedding. Probably the day of the wedding. How long has it been since we've been to the university? Maybe three, four days? Wasn't there, like, a ship of magistrate folks when we were leaving? Lots of them. Mm-hmm. No. No. I don't... I don't think there's much we can do now. There's gotta be... We, we gotta do something. Do they have a sending stone? Can, can we send them a message? Can we talk to anybody? Uh, they don't have a sending stone. We have no way of, like, getting in touch with Kingsley to see if he's even okay. We should have left one of the phones there before we left. Oh, Jesus. I think we just need to finish up here. We gave him our word that we'd help, and we kind of fucked it up here. I know. We, we have to stick by our word, but we, we have to help our friends. 
It's Kingsley. Like, we, we, we can't just leave him. Yeah, I know. But we also can't leave this right now. Not, not to be the bearer of bad news, but it's been a couple days, Jet. I don't know what's left. How do we know that they've been there already? We, we don't know for sure. Maybe they're still grouping up. Maybe they're still trying to plan out how to how to get into the university. Who knows? Maybe the university is still fighting back. If they are fighting at all. Maybe Matthias talked his way out of it. You know, hid who he needed to hide. And he was already planning on, like, shifting things to appease them, right? He was prepared to be confronted by them in some way. He was already chatting about his plan to, like, Maneuver it to a regular school. Maybe he did have the chance to chat with them before they raided the, the school. I don't think they had the firepower to fight back. They weren't the brightest kids there. Let's be real. Either way, we we got to get there quick. We got to get through this fast. We got to take care of it. We got to go. Let's get this over with and then we can hit the skies. What do we need to do now? Any preparing we need to do? Or are we set? And my jacket changes to the, the fur-covered magistrate armor. I'm good. I'm going to take the the willow staff and uh, cast a little uh, pass without a trace. As you do so, Redstream plops his head into the tent. Oh, good. You were within 30 feet when I did that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all ready to go? Wait, guys, we're going, like, near the ocean, right? Wait, where are we going? No, we were just near the ocean. Should I, like, throw Desiderius' staff into the ocean just to get rid of it? Get rid of it? That's kind of hype. Or should I try to sell it? Can't we use it? It's not really. It doesn't have, like, spells in it. I could, but I don't want to get caught with it. What about the fuck it bucket? (gasps) We could fuck it bucket. What if it goes straight to her? What's the fuck it bucket? Oh, we'll, we'll explain later, Redstream. I'm sorry. Um, what if we just crack a hole in the ice, like over the lake or something, and just bloop, drop it on in? Oh, that's fun. It's made of wood. It's going to float. <laughs> Not if you, like, you could shove it in and then zoom it, you know? Hear me out. What if we wanted to keep it nearby at all times in case we could, in a sense, use it in the future? I have an idea. Just, Just hear me out. Go on. We have the never-ending rope, right? Yeah. What if we take some of that rope and we tie it around the staff? We tie the other end to part of the fuck it bucket and we throw it in the fuck it bucket. And then we can tie the our end to the handle of the bucket. Exactly. We can pull it back out. No. Why is that so brilliant, Jet? Someone is going to see a magical, fancy-ass looking staff floating, tied to a rope, going into this little portal, and they're going to be like, that looks expensive. Cuts the rope, gets free staff. We also don't know if anything can come back through. Like We don't know for sure. We could test it. Look at this bucket. Like, there, there is, it is, that is floor. That is the floor of a bucket right there. We don't know if anything can come out of that. I mean, we can test that, but... All right, well, someone get me a rope. Here's the rope. I'll bring out my never-ending rope. What if someone crawls through the bucket? They can't fit. Someone small. What if there's a little monster? Then we'll take care of it. Why don't we give it to Fable? Oh. I feel like that's a good happy medium between, like, having it floating randomly in the middle of space-time and throwing it in the water... I'm worried about if 
they like track it down and then they find her and then she gets in trouble. Yeah, but how easily would they be able to track it down if it's on another plane, you know? If your scent is on that, they may be able to track it. I think we should just hold on to it then. Like, I think it's probably safest with us because we can at least protect it. And it's not like harming anyone right now. I mean, we we could try my idea with the rope. It's not going to hurt. That's so silly. We could try with something before just to see if it even works. It could come in handy in the future. Testing it would be nice to see if something could come back through. But at the same time, if we test it and it does come back through, who's to say that the next location that it picks is just as safe as the first one we did for the test? That's a gamble we're going to have to take. Just knowing that we can pull something back through is good enough in my eyes. Just for future reference, not not for this instance now, but... I don't know. Let's talk about this later before Pass Without a Trace runs out. Oh, true. <laughs> I'm going to wild shape... Anything we should talk about before I lose the ability to speak? Oh, that's probably a good idea. Uh, remind me the plan again. You guys are just sending me in, and then, well, I'll invisible all y'all. And blueberries a fly. That's the plan. Okay. I'll, I'll grab Sebastian by the shoulder. You up to this? You feel like you're going to do okay? I mean, I got a lot on my mind right now, now that we read that damn book, but you got to do it. Might as well just get it over with. Don't worry. We got your back. I don't think anybody's gonna hurt you. Okay. I'll cast Sanctuary. Oh, if that comes up, Jet, please remind me. Yes. Any harmful spells or anything like that towards Sebastian will need a wisdom saving throw. All right. I think we're ready to go. I don't know how helpful I'll be until we can get down to the basement. Okay, so I'm I'm looking for a basement that's usually pretty easy to find. It's going to be, like, the, is the entrance inside? Or is it, like, one of those hatches you open outside? Probably inside. Okay, that shouldn't be too difficult to find. They created this over top of Travis's butcher shop. They did that for a reason. They're definitely trying to hide it. Okay. And, I mean, I, I'll have you guys there anyway. You guys can still talk to me. Like We can't talk to you. Oh, they got phones. Brain phones. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Oh, alrighty. Uh, who's going invisible? That'd be me. All of us, right? And I go, bonk, bonk, bonk. And I cast invisibility. <laughs> you cast invisibility with a bonk, bonk, bonk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one after the other. We're leaving Frederick, I guess, in the tent to hide in some blankets. And I'm going to wild shape into a spider. Blueberry becomes a spider as Jet, Xander, and Redstream go invisible. Xander, I'm assuming that you're having Namora fly around you, but also invisible. Yes, sir. Right now in this tent, kind of looks like there is just a Sebastian. A Sebastian with a spider on his shoe. Blueberry, I'm going to need you to come anywhere else, because if you're on my shoe, I'm going to get freaked out and probably step on you. Go right in his sock. Don't do that either. <laughs> Can't you just like come up to my shoulder? I'm going to crawl around to the back of your ankle on your pants so you can't see me. That'll do. Okay. This is all you. Oh. And then he says in your brain, oh yeah, like this. What? <laughs> like I'm not supposed to talk out loud. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm following. Oh, 
Okay, and off we go. How are you guys following Sebastian? You do have Pass Without Trace, so you won't leave track in the snow and stuff like that. But because you are invisible, you can't be, like, in his space. Should we just stay, like, I don't know, 10 feet away from him? Behind him sort of deal? I'd say five, so that we're close enough to get indoors quick enough, so it doesn't look like the door is just hanging open for too long. So within reach. Yeah, I could touch his butt if I needed to. Sebastian, you start heading over towards the barracks. The barracks is a large rectangular building. From the outside, it looks like there is a courtyard past a double wooden gate. There seems to be, from what you can tell, only one entrance. The rest is protected by 40-foot-tall stone walls on every side. There's this double wooden gate at the front. There are no guards currently outside the barracks, but you can see through these gates at the front, there is an open courtyard. You can hear lots of sounds. You can hear people shooting arrows into archery targets. In this open-air courtyard, there are some guards moving around here. One in particular seems to be speaking aloud, and you can see it is this blue dragonborn man who is speaking to a human. Okay, so are are any of the people outside, like, blocking the main entrance that I can see? Both of these gates are currently closed. You would not be able to just walk through them. How close to the gates are you getting? I would say maybe, maybe 10 feet, just to kind of look at the gate. You walk right up to the gate. There's nobody on the walls. There are just people beyond the gate. And the first person you see is that bluish dragonborn. Takes a look at you, gives a pat to his buddy that he was talking to, and walks up to the gate on the other side. Ayo, new guy. You must be Derek, right? Derek Ludwig von Hofferstein. That's me. We just got Derek on the letter, but all right. Open the gate, open the gate. Thank you. From inside, these gates start to part horizontally. It'll allow you to inside. Derek, you were supposed to be here a few days ago. I thought you got lost in the tundra. I mean, I'm not used to all this cold. You know, it's it takes me getting used to. Walked a little slower than I thought in the travels. No worries, my dude. My name is Kamir. Kamir, nice to meet you. And I'll do a big old handshake. I'm supposed to show you around a little bit. Uh, okay. Heard you got stationed here after getting kicked out of the encampment outside Helios. Didn't you just watch the airships go by and do basically nothing? Like, come on, you fucked up that job? That area's so nice. What did you do to make them send you all the way up here? Oh, I accidentally lit off a flare towards the the airships and... Oh, they saw you. Yeah, they weren't too happy with that. So they, I kind of just gave away everything and they were like you know where you can't really see flares when there's a lot of snow and here i am i guess that's an interesting way of sending you here right please come in come in sebastian and the rest of you following along you see you open up into a courtyard it is outdoors a blacksmith off to your right You have some archery targets with some people doing archery to the left. 
Sebastian, directly to the left of you is this small staircase that goes up the wall. Kamir brings you in. All right, so we got uh, the courtyard here. You'll do some practicing out here in a little bit, but uh, you don't seem to have any good weapons on you. You only have that crossbow. Would you like something better? Uh, I mean, if you're offering, I guess. We should at least get you a sword or something. You're going to need to get up in the mix here. Oh, see, I'm not the best at that. That's why I I just got the crossbow. You'll have to learn. That's That's the thing here. Did Sebastian leave Daisy in the tent? No, I would have brought Daisy. Daisy's on my back with the crossbow. You, uh, you want to hit somebody with that thing? No, it's, it's just, I like to, to share my music with some people, so I thought maybe I could, I could bring my tunes to a new station? <laughs> Fort? Chapter? <laughs> Come on, I'll show you to the armory. Okay. He starts walking across the courtyard. There's this little set of steps and then into a doorway. This is the armory here. Takes you to the first door. Pops you in. Do we need to roll stealth following him? Yes, I will actually have you do that. You can all use advantage as well. Me too, even though I'm not invisible. You also get advantage. Yes. I am tiny. I'm also on the back of his ankle. That's a very good hiding spot. This is going to be group stealth, so I'm not even going to roll for red stream. I'm just going to use your three. And you're going to add 10 from Pass Without a Trace. So 29 for me. 20 for Jet. 19 is my total with the plus 10. All right. Take whatever you'd like. Uh, you look like a kind of a uh, shield and maybe a, a warhammer guy. How about this, huh? Have you seen? You've seen me. Like, what makes you think I can carry this? <laughs> Oh, it's not too bad. And he hands you at least the shield. All right, I'll take the shield. It's heavy. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> I don't I don't know if this is for me. Listen, running away isn't allowed here. You don't need to run away if you're already far away. And I pull out the crossbow. <laughs> you may not be saying that by day's end. I don't know what that means. I might need a brief on that. And he starts walking back towards the hallway. Let's get some food, huh? Can definitely eat after that. Okay. Back through the doorway. Some of you who are invisible probably had to like sneak out of the way a little bit just to make sure he didn't hit you. Oh, God. He starts pointing out doors. That's the storage room over there. There, that's the officer's quarters. You not allowed in there unless they make you an officer. And I don't see that from you anytime soon, huh, small fry? And he gives you a little tap on the abdomen. <laughs> Uh, sure. If you go down there, that's the kitchens, but we'll go in here. And he shows you to what looks like a mess hall. There's nine or so guards in here just sitting down and eating. He just sits down, pats the seat next to him. Sit down. I'll hold the door open just really long and just look inside. (laughs) Whoa, this is... This is a big old mess hall as I wave people in. Whoa! It's really only two long tables. It's not that big. Helios was nothing like this. Really? I've heard wonderful things. I cannot believe that this is better than Helios. They they, they really skimped out on the, on the mess hall. Everything else is beautiful, but, you know, when it comes to food, eh. Was the captain's quarters door open by chance? It was closed. Okay. 
you guys sit down for just a moment before a waitress comes in, doesn't say anything to you, just drops down two plates. Ah, we got some fish today. Good day for you to be starting. Don't always get meat. I'm not really big into fish. Do you want mine? Are you kidding me? I'll slide my plate over to him. Oh, we're gonna be the best of friends. <laughs> this is wonderful. And you can see he just starts to dig in. He's got a fork and a knife. Oh, so you're a couple days late. Did anything in particular slow you down? Just a, just a big old snowstorm, you know? Enjoying the sights, too. I've never been this far north before. You get to see the auroras. Those are beautiful. Well, apparently, if I make it, you'd think I'm going to die by the end of the day. I did not say that. Didn't you? I said you cannot run, and you will learn that by the end of the day. Who am I going to be running from? It's my first day. I'm just saying you are not allowed to run. So they teach you here. I'll uh, sending stone to him. Walking only. Only walk. Okay. Uh, hey, while, while I'm here, do you want to go like sneak off? I got this. I think someone's got to open the door for us. As you guys are speaking here, there is another door in this room. You saw the waitress come out of that earlier to drop off the fish. And that door opens again. And from it comes a man. Behind Sebastian, the rest of you can see. A large human, currently wearing just a leather shirt, shoulder pads, and pants. He has somewhat of a pompadour with shaved sides and a thick but short beard that follows this very square jawline. Most of this mess hall gets silent instantly. He big buff? Like big jet buff or bigger? Bigger. Oh. Get wrecked. I just have my elbows on the tables and I'm looking around as everyone gets really quiet. I take my arms off the table and just wait. You sit nicely as he walks up behind you. He puts his hand on your shoulder, Sebastian. Oh, jeez. It is large, and he squeezes tight. Blueberry, I hope you weren't there. I told you, if he showed up, to bring him right to me. Boss, I'm sorry he's here. Ty. It, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, boss. It's time for training. Get up. Yes, sir. As he releases your shoulder. I check my shoulder for spider guts. <laughs> there are no spider guts. <laughs> oh, thank God. It, you wouldn't see spider guts. You would see a full elven blueberry on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts leading you out of the mess hall back towards the courtyard. He doesn't look back as he moves. He just walks with heavy feet and his chest held high towards the courtyard. Um, I'll, I'll follow along and then I'll I'll kind of open the door and look back at Kamir and like actually hold the door open, like very obviously. Do, do I just follow him through this through this way? He is looking down at his food, not making eye contact with you as he nods up and down. Okay. Hope that everyone got through the door and close it behind me. As you exit the building, you go back down these few steps to the courtyard that those doing archery were at. 
and you can see they shoot their eyes towards this man as he comes out into the courtyard. And he stops to watch them with no words. As you're looking at them, Sebastian, you can see both of these guards squint their eyes and you can see they're like visibly shaking and terrified. But both of them let go of their arrows at the same time and hit the bullseye. I'll slow clap. (laughs) As the sound starts to come from those claps, he looks at you. Immediately stop. Doesn't say anything else, just continues across the courtyard. And you can see that guard that was at this small staircase leading up the wall. The guard steps aside while avoiding eye contact with the man who walks up the stairs slowly. Everyone in the courtyard is quiet as they stare at the man going upstairs. And their gaze follows Sebastian. Looking awkwardly down at the archers as I slowly ascend the stairs. And just praying that my friends are behind me or wondering if they scampered off to do their whatever they're planning on doing. The guard lets you up, Sebastian, and starts to move back in front of the staircase. Oh, wait, wait, hold, whoa, hold up, my dude. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm new here. You can see his hands are gripped tightly at the sides of his body. Speak when spoken to. God, okay. It does look like those of you who are invisible would not have had enough time to slip past this guard before he resumed his place at the bottom of this staircase. So Sebastian is walking up with Blueberry on his ankle. I'm reaching my hands behind me, just hoping that I can feel something. But nothing's there, and my heart just sinks. But I, I, and I just hope Blueberry's still hanging on for the ride. As the guard steps back in, I feel like I would know that no one was really able to make it. And I'm gonna send a message... I don't know if I have to be able to see you, though. You just have to point in the direction. Oh, there's no way I know where he is, though, if he's invisible. I'll reach into my pocket and just hold the sending stone and just think to Xander. I know you guys probably didn't make it. You you still have your invisibility. If you want, we can split off. I think Blueberry's still with me. I, I trust you guys. Please be safe. We'll figure it out. We got this. No worries. I'm not worried. As the man opens the door at the top of this staircase. As you arrive at the top of the staircase, there is this door, and it's currently open into a very long room. It's only 15 foot wide, but nearly 100 foot long. The man is standing just behind the door. Looks like he is waiting to close it after you. I'll look back. I'm just going to hold in my sending stone and sing to Xander. So long and good night. (laughs) (laughs) Sander, you have advanced bardic inspiration. Okay, cool. (laughs) Just before I leave you. Wait, do you have to verbalize that out loud for it to work? Well, it's a creature within 60 feet that can hear you. Oh, he can hear you. He can technically hear me. Ah, okay. (laughs) So is there a way to get onto the stairs, like from the side of it, if I were to, say, help Xander up onto it? If you wanted to try to climb, 
What do you think, buddy? We can't discuss this out loud. Otherwise, they would hear us. You don't have a sending stone. We can whisper. Uh, you also can't see me. I feel like you guys would have been, like, holding hands or at least trailing each other somehow. Yeah, we were right on each other. Holding hands. <laughs> Seeing what's happening, I'm going to grab Jet's hand and just go the other way. Go back to where we were up those stairs. I would like to go see the captain's quarters. That's where I wanted to go, too. All right, everybody, let's take five. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG, where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Cast and crew, we're always excited about supporting new and innovative TTRPG Kickstarters, but like, this one? Whew, oh boy are these things amazing. So y'all know Dice Vaults, right? Small decorative boxes that hold your favorite sets of dice, a classic. A simple accessory that shows your love of D&D and your enthusiasm for being extra as hell like the rest of us. But what if your Dice Vault could be so much more? What if you could then take that innovation and apply it to your DM screen as well? We're talking about Woodworks Gaming's new Kickstarter for their handcrafted hardwood player vaults, travel vaults, and DM screens. We were lucky enough to get our hands on some of these player vaults already, and the quality craftsmanship, organizational prowess, and just overall incredible design, mwah, chef's kiss. In just one small box, you can easily store and display a set of your favorite shiny dice, a mini of your character, your spell cards, and have a spot to prop your phone up on the frickin' vault itself. The top also opens up into your own personal dice rolling tray. The icing on the cake? Customizable and swappable magnetic coasters to display your class or D&D personality that securely snap onto the front of your player vaults. Now, speaking of magnets, their handcrafted DM screen has magnetic points along the outside to easily secure notes, NPC cards, initiative trackers, whatever you can think of. And it can even fold down flat into a battle map with interchangeable grids that attach directly to the DM screen. Innovation at its finest. Looking for something in between? For the dedicated player or GM, try out their travel vaults with their modular interchangeable insert trays that hold multiple types of components to match any gameplay style. We were immediately huge fans of Woodworks Gaming and we appreciate them so much for reaching out and letting us be a part of their new campaign. Show them the love they deserve and check out their Kickstarter, which is live right now. That's right, today is the first day you can go and show your support and secure yourself a beautiful player vault, travel vault, or DM screen of your very own. And don't worry, we'll be joining too. We've got to make sure we get Colin one of those DM screens because they might be able to fit about half his dice collection. I hope. Woodworksgaming.com Or just click the link in the show notes to snag yours before they're gone. Woodworksgaming.com Hey, Xander, yo, 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 check it out, check it out, look look at my new shirt, I, I got this nice little, uh, I got this nice flow going right now, it, it's, it's like so wet, do you see how wet I am? Excuse me, sir, 
Um, look, look at it. Look at how nice it is. That is that is a pretty dope shirt. What you got there? It, it's Session Zero, bro. I love this shirt. Hold up. Session is that so that's the brand session zero? Yeah, session zero. That's looking a bit more drippy than like a normal shirt. That looks more like streetwear. Bro, they're they're like the drippiest. All right. We gotta work on your slang a little bit on this one, but I'm getting some like supreme vibes off of this. It's not like too over the top. I feel like you used the word wrong with flow or a moment ago. Like they do be flowing pretty well. I heard about session zero recently. They're they're like a new brand. I hear that they've been actually like super popping off in like the Dungeons and Dragons community. Are you are you a part of Session Zero? Are you like a brand rep? Is that what's going on here? Uh, do you see me? Look at how good I look in this. Let me let me give you a quick twirl. I hear that that group cast party. Oh shit, that's us. They just got tied up with Session Zero. They're a brand new D and D streetwear company. They have a focus on quality and kind of like minimalism. Oh damn, you got a shirt for me? You know, I don't know. I'm like really enjoying this. I mean, look, I'm like fresh out of the garden right now. Take a feel of this. Just feel the nice quality to it. It's so soft. It just fits my form so well. Look at how good my arms look in this shit. Do you think I could just let these go? Shit. All right. I'll go get my own. You can find them over at session-zero.com. Yeah, maybe maybe we like have a code for you to, you know, give away to get like, you know, a certain percentage off. Jet, you're an actor. Come on, man. How can you not remember your lines? It's not my job to remind you. I'm just a sound guy. Ugh. It's use code CASTPARTY at checkout for 10% off your order. Session-0.com. Make Xander jealous. Session-0.com. Come on, man. Get it right next time. Quiet on set. We're rolling in three, two, one. Action. And we're going to start with Sebastian and Blueberry. I'll follow him up. I'm going to reach my hand into my pocket for my sending stone again and think to Blueberry. I know you're a spider and you can't, like, respond. If things are weird or going bad or I'm doing dumb shit, just bite me. Oh no, can you not even hear me? Damn it. Okay. I don't know why I'm still talking. As you enter this room, there's no windows. There is, however, a set of pulleys with a rope attached to them. It leads all the way down this long, almost hallway-like room. At each end of the room is a door. They look to be locked from this side. And as you enter fully, the man closes the door behind you and you hear a loud as a large locking mechanism locks the door. Put this on. And he hands you, it looks like a leather harness. It's got a metal hook on the back of it. This harness is definitely sturdily made. It could go right over your clothes. It straps underneath your groin, hugs the chest and goes above your shoulders. Why Why do I need this? Put it on. Speak when spoken to. Okay, okay. Oh, God. I'll hike it on over my stuff. From these pulleys hanging from the top, there is one rope that hangs down that has a hook on it. And he grabs that rope. As you put on the harness, he grabs the back of your harness, pulls you in quickly, and hooks the back of the harness to the rope above. That's what I was afraid of. 
So this is like a long pulley system. It runs the entire length of this room. You can feel as you move that it will allow you to move all the way while keeping you connected to the ceiling. Okay. What are you scared of? Uh, you right now, honestly. Good. What else scares you? Uh, all these crazy monsters that I've seen here. You say that as his eyes glisten. He takes out a small pipe. It looks like there is a cup coming out of it. He takes a small match and ignites it. It ignites the leaves that are in the bottom of this pipe. Slowly, you can see the smoke starts coming out the cup at the top. As he walks closer to you, deep breath. I'll huff it on him. He pushes it towards your face. Oh, Jesus. And all you're doing is breathing the smoke that's coming from these plants. Give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, Jesus. This doesn't feel healthy. Oh, 11. Middle. As he points to the middle of the room. Okay, on it. Walk on over to the middle. Sebastian, as you take the spot at the center of this room, you start to feel paranoid. What's going to happen? Who is this guy? This isn't normal. You start to feel fidgety. And as you get to the center of the room, you turn around. And you see this man staring at you. And as you're looking at him, the room starts to get darker. It doesn't make sense. It was a bit dim to begin with as there was no lights, but none of the torches have gone out. You can tell your vision is getting fuzzy as you start to see things. There's this black mist on the ground that wasn't there before. And it starts curling up the walls of this long hallway. Blueberry, you are seeing none of this. You are seeing Sebastian looking at a man. In your head, Sebastian, you hear, Wherever you run, I will be there. And the man in front of you raises his hands and arms and widens them as he starts changing. Oh, God. The black mist envelops him as his eyes turn into black mist themselves. His leather shirt turns into bright gold, magnificent yet ragged. His face no longer has features, it is only a black outline. The eyes are just streaming fog. From the back of him come three long black tentacles. At their tips are three humanoid faces. Ow! Bright white teeth, each one a different eye color. One bright white, one orange, one purple. They start moving slowly around this being. As you see, he completely gets enveloped by the black smoke. This entire room is walls of smoke, quickly rising, covering the ceiling. You no longer can see anything other than smoke. Blueberry. You see the ground, you see the ceiling, you see the walls. You see this man change into what Sebastian sees. He is in rugged gold. He is black-eyed, black mist streaming from his eyes, three black tentacles with faces. Oh, I, I, I sort of tiptoe around the side of the ankle to peek around and I go, 
<laughs> you don't see everything Sebastian's seeing. You don't see these black walls. You're still in this room. And now, Sebastian, you no longer see him as the fog has enveloped everywhere. Blueberry peeking out from behind. You can see that this man is just walking around the room. Slowly. He gets close to Sebastian. He looks him up and down. What are you scared of? What's your name? As you say that, all of a sudden, a big gust of mist comes out and just slaps you across the face. You're taking one. Blueberry can see that he just slaps you across the face, but you feel like a tentacle of black mist just came and smacked you. (sighs) What are you scared of? Tell me your name and that's it. I am the Harbinger. Does he have to roll concentration? Oh, shit. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Oh, 18. Thank oh. God. All right. Oh. <laughs> Don't get hit again. Please. <laughs> Before we continue, Xander and Jet, you have gotten to the officer's door. You are able to sneak in. You can feel that from just a quick touch, this door is locked. Ooh, I got it. I got it. I'll uh, use the lock picking tools. Give me a sleight of hand check with proficiency. That's not going to do it. Seven. Oh. Oh, this is hard. Give me an intelligence check. Just straight up intelligence check. 19. This whole barracks is a large rectangle. Most of these rooms have a door on either side. If you go around the other way, if you're able to find a way inside the barracks, there's probably a different door that leads to the officer's room that might be either easier to get through or not locked at all. Okay. And with that information, we're going to jump back to Sebastian. This dark smoke expands outward. In the distance, it's all still smoky. You can't see the sun, the sky, anything, but you are outside. A low fog covers the ground all around you. You are outside in a rocky, mountainous area. Large rock pillars all around you. In front of you is Jet. Tide to a dead tree stump. What? Passed out. Bleeding from the head. Jet? Blueberry just feet away, lying down on a rock, her blood mixing with a puddle of water as rain slowly falls around you. Xander is on top of one of these rock pillars, arm dangling off the side, blood slowly dripping down the side of the pillar onto his camera that sits on the ground with a broken lens. Behind you is a portal not 20, 30 feet from you. And inside, you see Big G standing at the entrance to a film studio. L.A. is right there. Oh. Sebastians! How we doing, buddy? This, this isn't weird to you? Talking through a portal? What are you talking about? It's just FaceTime. 
You have no idea how technology works. You can see he looks like he's looking through a phone. What? Where you been, buddy? You know, I've been having to get my own coffee. Big Biggie, what's behind me? Oh, I mean, you're in your office. I thought you maybe you had been moved or something. <sighs> I, I turn away from the portal and I see my friends. I don't have a, a phone in my hand, but I would probably take it out if I see him trying to FaceTime me. And I would spike it into the ground. Big G, I can't. I, I have to save them. I can't do this alone. And I'm going to start walking away from the portal and, and run over to Jet. Just bear hug his body and give every ounce of cure wounds that I can in hopes that he's real. As you do so, Sebastian, you hear a loud guttural growl. From behind a nearby cliff face comes a large, 30-foot-tall, monstrous beast. It is quadrupedal, but it is standing on two hind legs like a bear facing an attacker. It does not have fur. It is muscular, veiny. It has gray skin. Long appendages lead to sharp claws. Its wide neck pulls up a large, square face with these long, sharp teeth that climb the outside of its mouth. It has six eyes of yellow, three on each side. It holds the body of a man in its right arm as it makes eye contact with you. It's still a hundred feet away from you, but it tosses the man's body and starts... towards Jet, you, and the tree stump. I, I bury my face into Jet and close my eyes. Please, I can't do this. I need you. You cast cure wounds. You feel that power go through as Jet opens his eyes. And they are a dark black mist as this man you saw just before grabs your head. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. Blueberry, you see this man just standing in front of Sebastian, kneeling on the ground, and his hand is right on Sebastian's head. I'm using a lucky point. I rolled a five. Oh, there we go. 18. Oh. 18 passes. Oh. As you see this man, he grabs your head. Run. 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 If it's not Jet anymore, I'm going to push myself off him and scamper to my feet and just turn and start running. You start running. And you see this portal ahead of you. Blueberry, you feel in the real world that Sebastian turns around and starts running towards that door. And from behind him, you can see this man disappears. And you've seen it all too many times. A step into the ethereal plane. And as Sebastian runs, you can see 
he shows up in front of Sebastian. Sebastian, he grabs you by the throat. Does a 16 hit you, Sebastian? It does. Sebastian, you are taking 13 psychic damage. As you feel his hand go straight through you, he sends this amount of power, and I need a constitution saving throw. Oh, fuck. Eight. Sebastian, you fail. As this electric pulse goes through your body and you fall to the ground paralyzed, you automatically fail your constitution saving throw for concentration. Fuck. My God. Xander and Jet, you stand up from the officer's quarters. You can see that you are no longer invisible. Xander. From where you are, Xander, Redstream, and Jet, you don't see any others right now. But Sebastian, you are paralyzed, falling on the ground. I said don't run. He grabs your head again, and I need a wisdom saving throw. Ah, I'm using lucky. That's a three. Oh my gosh. Okay, 18. That does pass. As he grabs your head again, Stand and fight! Why are you doing this? You never run. I'm gonna look him just dead in his misty eyes. Almost go into a blank state and start thinking of just peaceful, nostalgic songs. You see a little music staff come out of my forehead towards him, and I'm gonna be casting Rowlethim's Psychic Lance on the Harbinger. Intelligence saving throw of 16. That is a 22. Does anything happen with a 22? You still take half the damage, which was 28, but you aren't incapacitated. The Harbinger has taken 14. This is where I prove myself, and I make soldiers worth it. There is no flight here. There is fight in all of us. You never run. Because if you run, I will be there. And I am what you need to be scared of. These tentacly faces moving around yours, Sebastian. I think I would be too paralyzed to even speak. He grabs your face one last time. And I need one last wisdom saving throw. 19. You stand and fight or you die here today. And he points behind you. And behind you, you can see this large creature. It's just 10 feet away from Jet. It looks hungry. Regaining my composure, I'll stand up and try to shake things off. Look at the big old creature. Take a couple steps forward. Breathing deep with each step. And I'm going to do a third level dissonant whispers on the creature. What do you say? You can't take him from me. Let us say 10. He fails. 
He's going to take 18 psychic damage, and the creature has to run as far away from me as humanly possible as I continue to walk towards him and Jet on the floor. This thing starts running away from you. As you walk up to Jet, you grab his face in your hands. As all of a sudden, this man is in front of you again, as the smoke retracts. He grabs your face in his hand. You never run again. You stand and you fight. Tears just streaming down in almost a panic. I'm swinging at him. Do it. It's only a four. I wouldn't have hit anyway. That was almost like a child flailing in a tantrum just trying to hit whatever's bugging him. You flail, one of these tentacly faces starts cackling as he looks at you and has one of these tentacles. Orange eyes look right in your face and it flashes. Eyes completely white, Sebastian falls to the ground. As Blueberry, you can see this man turns back into his human form. Sebastian, after a moment, you are able to see again, and you look up, and you see this man. It's weird, because the last thing you saw was this man telling you to stand in the middle of the room. You remember nothing of what happened. What? You have been brainwashed. And you are terrified of him, and you have no recollection as to why. He is the most terrifying thing you've ever seen, and yet he's never touched you. I stand trembling, waiting for an order. Out. He unlocks the door. Nod and run. The guard lets you pass back down into the main courtyard. Jesus. (laughs) Jet and Xander. Xander had just tried to pick the lock on this door. It wasn't working, and you guys all became visible again. You know that there is a kitchen nearby. There is the storage room you heard them talk about, as well as the mess hall and the armory. No one's here right now, but this is a busy place. You've seen a lot of people here already. It's only a matter of time before someone comes through this hallway and sees you guys. What would you like to do? Shit. Uh, why why can we see each other? Oh shit, something must have happened to Sebastian. Oh god, um, where do we go? Uh, should we hide? Should we wait? Can't you contact him? Oh, yeah, Xander, you can. Uh, Sebastian, are you okay? I say through the sending stone through my head. Yeah? Why? What's up? We're not invisible. We can see each other and we're in a hallway. Wh- why? That That's a problem? I was working like two seconds ago. Well, it's been two seconds, so... It's not working now. What happened in those two seconds? I don't know. It's, this is you. Where did you guys go? We're by the captain's quarters, and we can't get in. What, you can't get in? You're, you're just out in the open? It's locked. Oh, God. Okay, I'll, I'll try to find my way to you guys. Back towards the mess hall. I'll see you soon. Maybe. Okay. Let's, uh, oh, we'll go into the armory. You pushed everybody into the armory. You knew it was a room that was open that you could just duck into. 
Is there anything going on in this room while we're here? Give me investigation. Investigation check. 23, which means it's a net 20. Ooh. So around you are normal stuff. Shields, swords, daggers. And a very unassuming looking bag. (laughs) (laughs) I did get a net 20. Which one of you have inspiration right now? I do. I do. If Sebastian and Xander use your inspiration right now, I will give you a bag of holding. Oh, yeah. Done. Oh, there is a bag of holding in here. Oh, shit. Finally. Oh, my God. <laughs> 42 episodes. <laughs> yes, there is a very unassuming bag. As you move it, it is super light for some reason, even though you can see it's got some heft to it. <laughs> Sheesh. All right. What's going on with it? Is it made like of like linen? Like, damn, this is light as hell. <laughs> I'll start looking through it. You open it and your hand just doesn't hit the bottom. It's just got a lot of room in here. Yo. And you find 76 gold. Ah, shit, bro. You know, this might uh this might fit into my 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 new functional chic uh look that I'm going for. Sebastian, at this moment, you are just entering into the armory. What? Why are you guys visible? You tell us, bro. He tried opening a door. Next thing we know, we're, we're all squatting in a corner together. I don't know what happened. Well, maybe Xander ruined it by failing. Hey, hey, don't put this on me. Where the heck have you been? Why are you off with, with big daddy scary man? Oh, I don't know. He was real spooky, and he tried to, like, hook me to a rope, and then he made me leave. Like, nothing happened. It was really weird. Like, he tossed me in a room, and then we left. Um. That was it. But I'm, I don't like him. He, bad vibes. Not okay. He didn't seem like he had good vibes to begin with there, bud. Also, you were gone for, like, way longer than what that sounds like. Unless it was, like, a real confusing harness. Mm, I don't think so. I felt like I just slipped it on, like, right over everything. Is Blueberry still with you? Uh, looking for a spider. I raised my leg up. Oh, yep, there it is. Yeah, she's down there. Yeah, I crawl <laughs> around the ankle and wave a little spider arm. <laughs> hey, Blue. Oh, cute. <laughs> okay, well, problem. I'm feeling a little tired. What do you mean? I don't think I could do that again. Do do what? Go invisible. Make y'all disappear. What do you mean? You've only done it once. I know, but I'm just I'm feeling like I'm feeling drained today. Things feel weird. I feel off. I don't know. I think we got to figure out where we're going next. And we got to decide if we're going to sneak our way through or if we're going to blast our way through. Because right now, there's like a lot of dudes in our way in either direction. I could I could maybe do two of you guys. Maybe one. I don't think I could do all of you. Is, is there like a... A uniform in here? Are, are we still talking about invisibility? Oh, yeah, sorry. All right, all right. Sorry. <laughs> I know we're in a closet and stuff. <laughs> Seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> sorry, we need to get out of here. Is there a uniform in here? <laughs> there was a storage room, remember? Just across the hall. Okay, uh, go look in there, Sebastian. You're the only one that's inconspicuous. You're right. We'll barricade the door here. Not knock on the door three times when you come back. You got it. And I'll pop out the door. We're going to barricade it behind him. Sebastian, you go to that door that Kamir said was the storage room. 
Inside, you can see the first area is a big bookshelf. It's got a bunch of food stuff where they keep all of their like bags of rice and stuff to keep them dry. But there's also some boxes and stuff in the back. And you can see that there are indeed a few magistrate uniforms. I'm going to get three of them roughly the same size as the others. Grab them all up and haul them back to the armory. As you do so. Hey, buddy. What happened to you? Oh. Kamir is here and he's wiping his face. You do okay? You scared? He's he's not a good dude, Kamir. And I'm holding like three uniforms. Uh, he, he put me on uniform duty. Oh, new guys? We shouldn't have any other new people. No, it's it's not even like for new people. He's just having me move things back and forth. I, it looks all organized, but he's just he's hell bent on on me just moving things and carrying things around. I don't know if it's like a punishment or what. I don't know what you did, new guy, but uh, I don't know. Did he take you up there? To, yeah, yeah, and then he put a harness on me, and then I left. So what happens to all of us? Don't know what happens. Yeah, it's a weird harness. He hooked me up and then made me leave. It was real weird. Some people remember putting the harness on in one spot and then uh, standing up in a different spot. It's a weird harness, for sure. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, at the door, and then I was in the middle of the hall. Weird. Yeah, we don't talk about that, really. It's better to just pretend that it doesn't happen, because we're not sure what happens in that yeah. room. So, uh... Yeah. Come here, I'm gonna need you to go away now. And I'm gonna cast Prestidigitation from the door of the mess hall to make, like, a pie smell come from it. Oh, God, can I have your piece? It's all yours. I'm gonna be moving these for quite a bit, Kamir. Listen, brunch tomorrow, I'll take your eggs. As he walks into the mess no, hall No, I like again. eggs, Kamir. They're mine. <laughs> Potatoes, then? Potatoes are even better. Should have chose something else. Oh, dang it. And I knock three times. What's the password? You didn't say there was a password. You just said knock. Yeah, I'm just playing. Come on in. I got three. I don't know if they fit, but I tried to get the best I could size-wise. Okay. All right. Sheesh. Is this real fur? Damn. Is this going to fit over my armor? Probably not. I can't just leave this here. Did we see any other, like, doors when we were out in the courtyard? Like, let's just pick a spot and go. There's a door right here. What? Redstream points to the southeast corner. It looks like there's a tower. Man, oh, shit. I, that's what I was looking for when I was, like, looking around the room. <laughs> it's like, I wanted to see that door. <laughs> I'm not disappointed with what we found, but... Like... <laughs> Redstream opens it, and it looks like a staircase going upward. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. This is, like, a tower. You can see that at one point there is a window that looks out upon the courtyard, and Redstream leads you guys up the staircase. I'll go first through the door. Sebastian, you open the door. You open into a different type of training room. Looks like there are two guards here. This is not archery. This is more like hand-to-hand combat. One of them is currently trying to juggle three war axes, but keeps on dropping them as the other one is just laughing. Oh, dude, you, <laughs> dude, you can't do that. Oh, my God. As he's laughing, one of the axes falls and slices right into the ground. <laughs> Cuts the rug that's on the floor. Oh, shit. He's gonna get you if he finds out that happened. As the door opens. Who carpets the floor of, like, a combat room? 
it seems like ill-advised because of that exact thing. Like you drop a knife or a sword and tripping. No, 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 no. That's the point. It's like you got to be ready for trippage. No, the point is what's going to stab into you if you trip. Like it just. Yeah, true. Uh, don't mind us. We're just passing through. Uh, as you were, gentlemen, as you were. <laughs> you, uh, you go in, uh, we are continuing on our mission. You can see that there are two doors in this room. One of them you can see almost looks like an overlook to the mess hall, as well as you see another door that heads deeper into the barracks off to the left side. Deeper into the barracks, boys, I say through the sending stone. Dude, you're going to uh, pray? You don't look like a praying type. Hey, hey, hey. I'd rather not be discriminated against by Mr. Stabs the Carpet and his friend Laffy Looky Lou. Hey, hey, if you tell anybody, no. You're going to get it. <laughs> okay. I'd like to see you try there, buddy. You better you better look up to your captains, your new captain, transfer captains. You're not even wearing captain garb. They didn't even get you captain garb yet. You're barely a captain. Haven't you guys ever heard of undercover boss? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to walk away. You open up into another hallway. There are a couple doorways. Sebastian, from where you are, you kind of understand, like, if you go to the left, eventually you're going to lead back to that room. And then there's a door. Seems kind of weird. It seems like it's just a room in the corner of this building. It looks like there are two doorways, one directly across from the training area, as well as one just a little bit further down in the corner. Uh, okay, if we go left... That's going to take us over to where the spooky guy was. There was something behind him. I didn't know what it was. Or if we go right, I, I don't know what's in this door. But then the other one is just like overlook of, of the mess hall where you can just kind of hang. So I think either whatever is through here. Inconspicuous door, maybe. There's always good stuff behind inconspicuous doors. Ooh, it's definitely locked. Motherfucker. Redstream, what do we do? Where, where, where do you think we go from here? I mean, we're on the second floor. I, I mean, we might be able to get some information here, but like, we're looking for a basement. Sometimes you gotta go up to go down. That's what my dad always said. <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> and he points at one of the doors. Let's follow him. Let's go open that one. I'll try and open it. Give me a sleight of hand check with proficiency. 14. This feels like a very complicated lock. It feels like maybe by hand you're not going to be able to do it. How else am I supposed to do it? By ass? Like, what <laughs> I, What does that mean? Oh, hey, are you looking for a key? Yeah. Boy, do I have something for you. And I hand him the skeleton key of knock. Oh, <laughs> shit, I forgot that you had this. I probably should have given this to you earlier when we got separated, but... That would have been helpful, but that, you know, it's all good, bro, it's all good. And I'll use the skeleton key. You use up a charge, and it opens a door. How many charges does it have? Eight. Now I have seven. All right, this is like a master bedroom. It looks like, if anything, this is probably where the big scary man that Sebastian was with stays. I want to look under his bed. Big man's got to have a teddy bear somewhere. I'll look at the desk. Uh, no teddy bear. Xander, you go over to the desk. You can see uh, a couple of ledgers, a couple of journals. All right, I'd like to look at the interesting things, please. 
So you start reading. This man calls himself and is addressed in all of these letters as the Harbinger. The bringer of change. In one of these journals, you can see that he sent out a group of soldiers. The best of the best. He changed them so they wouldn't run from anything. Their fight or flight response had been changed. He removed their ability to run. They respond best to fear. There are multiple indications of people asking a detailed overview of how he does it. And he never reveals his secrets. He's the only one the magistrate trusts with this. Because he will not tell others how it's done. He sent 10 soldiers without the ability to cower away from a challenge. They were sent to the magistrate encampment outside Nearleth. They were to be sent on a mission of certain death. Nearleth asked for soldiers that had no chance of backing down from their mission. It had to go well, and the soldiers could not run. And so he sent 10. And in response, they would send their worst soldiers to be fixed. Starting with a man named Derek. The other thing you find on this desk is a set of keys. Just from your time trying the lock on the officer's door, it does look like this might work on the officer's lock. As well as you can see, he has a ledger of people who are allowed below. And it is just the officers. Yo, um, yo, Bastion, you may be an unstoppable kill god now, from based off of what I'm seeing here. I don't know what that means. You don't have a flight response. You are pure fight. We'll test that at a later date. Okay. Rah! Nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel anything. I think you're right. Well, now that we have this theory tested and proved, we got some keys, and let's probably get out of this room, like, ASAP and get somewhere else, because that man's probably a real tough dude. Is there anything else of note in the room before we leave? Actually, you find a strange plant sitting in the corner. Plant? God, not another plant. I'll, I'll check it out. Give me nature. The amount of time we spent on the last weird plant we ran into. <laughs> We're going to be here all day. Ignore the plant. It's 14. I got it. I got to check it out, man. You never know. Take it with us. Jet, you walk over to the plant. It is leafy. And you can see that recently some leaves have been cut off of this plant. <gasps> I'm going to cut some leaves off. I want to smell it. Give me a constitution saving throw with advantage. Oh, okay. Um, 18. For just a second, Jet. There's a unicorn on Sebastian's shoulder. And it's gone. Um, what? It just poofs into a black smoke. Where'd you go, Sebastian? Where'd, where'd your friend go? Oh, God, I don't know. Blueberry's around here somewhere. She was on my ankle last. Oh, forget it. Let's get out of here, guys. Now that we got the keys, we might just want to go straight down to the uh, captain's quarters. Could we get any more info up here, though? Do we need info? What if there's, like, 
Super important things up here, though. Bro, we got a new bag. What else could we need? Who cares about a bag? Oh, you got a bag? Yeah, dude, check it out. Like, I can put my whole body in here and I just, like, pull it down over my shoulders. That is really creepy. Can we at least peek in? There's, there's two doors. Like, we at least gotta peek, right? Spider is shaking head. I'm shaking my head. I feel the disapproval, Blue Bay. <laughs> We're trying to go to the basement. It said the officers are allowed in the basement. Let's go down. Yeah, let's yeah. let's do it. Forget up here. Oh, fine. As you guys go back down into that armory, you're able to sneak through this hallway and you can come up to the officer's door. All right, get it open quick. Oh, Xander, you have the keys. Okay, I open the door. You open the door and you hear, oh, you're back early. What the fuck? And there's an officer in here and he starts grabbing for his greatsword. Wait, wait, we're just we're just cleaning. We're just cleaning. Not here. No, no, no. We, uh, sorry. No, no. English. We don't speak English. And <laughs> we walk in. And just, I start lifting the rug and like rubbing it. No, 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 no. Ow, ow, ow. And he brandishes his greatsword and he is looking dead at you, Xander. Not allowed in here. No. All right. What do we do here, guys? Ah. Uh... We tried peace, and then I'll just shoot him with an Eldritch Blast. Xander! <laughs> Everybody roll initiative, as well as Xander. Give me that Eldritch Blast. So it's 16. That does not hit. Bummer. Oh! What? Do I, I get a second one, right? Yes, you do get a second one. Second one's 25. Oh, damn. 25 does indeed hit. 12 damage. 19. 11. 14. 20. Blueberry, you are first with a 20. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, as my bonus action, I'm going to hop off of Sebastian's ankle, unwild shape, grow into a blue-haired elf, very low-key, and cast hold person on him. Try to um, druid craft basically some vines to. It's almost like entangle, but it's different. It's like one arcane vine that comes up to wrap around his body and also around his mouth. Oh, hold person silences him? It paralyzes him. Dang. I got a 15. <gasps> Just fails. Hype. All of those vines come up around him, pull him off of the ground. Keep his hands mm-hmm. in place as he's trying to pull the greatsword down, and one acts as a gag right in front of his mouth. All right. At the end of each of his turns, he can make another wisdom saving throw. But I'm just going to say to the others, someone just knock him out right now. He's extra vulnerable. Um, um Jet? Uh, okay, gotcha. Xander, you are now up. Sebastian, you are on deck. It is advantage to hit him, and if it's a melee attack, it'll be an auto crit. Let's hit him with some non-lethal slashes. Wow. Character growth. I mean, y'all got real upset. So... <laughs> that definitely doesn't hit. That one hits less. Damn. So... No, nah, I'm not going to do any, any bonus actions. I'll leave it as it is. Sebastian, you are up. You know what? Just to be safe, 
I am just gonna, seeing that he's he's all held up in the vines, I'm just gonna walk up and kind of boop his forehead and cast Bestow Curse on him. It is a wisdom save of 16. I don't know if he, like, auto-fails or on that, but... I rolled, he failed anyway. Okay. Would you allow... I don't want to use any of the other curses. I would like him to just not be able to scream. I want his curse to be he cannot use his voice in any way, shape, or form. What level is Bestow Curse? Third level. I will allow you as a curse to put him to sleep right now. Okay. Oh, and there's a bed right there. Perfect. <laughs> he falls asleep. We're out of initiative. Sheesh. Oh, wow. All right. How long is this supposed to last? I don't know. That's not what I wanted to happen. Um, uh, Man, my, my magic is off today. But that works. I feel like we'd be better off knocked out, but okay. Um, Do you think he'll forget about us? Maybe we trick him into thinking he was having a nightmare? Um... Someone tuck him in real good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll tuck him in real good. And then someone help me search the room for trapdoor. Give me perception. Is anyone going to help me look? Yeah, I'll, I'll check around with you. I'm focusing on making sure he's asleep. 22. There's a couple of rugs here. Kind of weird that they have so many in one room. Specifically, there is a set of beds. It's like a wide bed that is completely empty. As you look at it, it almost looks like there is a little bit of a scratch mark on the ground near where the feet of the bed go down. It almost looks like they move this bed pretty often. Jet, help me move this. Yeah, get get the corner. I'll, I'll get the other one. <laughs> well, you can see there's a rug underneath the bed. Oh, move that shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You flip that over, and there is a wooden trapdoor. <gasps> hey, guys, we got it. Oh, shit. Nice job. By the way, real quick, I'm not going to get into this, but I just want you guys to know that the Harbinger, that Mohawk buff guy, he's a fucking monster. He turned into a monster with multiple heads, and he was attacking. He was attacking you, and that's why you broke concentration, and we're going to talk about it later, but just so you know, we should not fuck with him. Okay, I open the door. Um, Sebastian, why don't you tell us about that? That was a lot to unpack, Blueberry. What the fuck? Okay, all right. Let's go. Let's just go downstairs. How am I supposed to just breeze past that? <laughs> we'll get it later. We're in a hurry. What do you mean? We're in a hurry. We're on a mission. Fucking Christ. <laughs> let's just both grab Sebastian and yeet him down the trap hole. <laughs> you can see that this trap door actually leads to a staircase. It is a very thin staircase. And moving down it, it instantly starts getting colder. This hatch kept the heat from above out as you move down this thin and low staircase down into a small ice cellar. There are boxes put onto shelves. There are meat hooks hanging from the ceiling. No meat on them anymore. Oh. <gasps> the butcher shop. Oh, okay. That's less scary. <laughs> <laughs> It is a nice ice cellar, or what's left of it. There is a huge hole taken out of the wall in front of you, opening into a large cavern filled with destruction. You can feel the magical essence of this place from here. And engulfed by ice in the wall here is a skeleton 
of a human man. And for today, that's a wrap. No. Oh, Jesus. Is, right. Isn't that Zen's parent? Ah. Oh, fucking Travis. Thank you all so much for listening. We had a wonderful episode here today. Everything went great. Everyone's fine. We promise. Go listen to us talk about the episode over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash cast party. There's so many other great things you can get there. We got after parties. We got more D&D content. We got an amazing discord. So go visit us over there and we will see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. When you buy from session.com, wait, session-0.com and enter our code, all proceeds go to Vince's sonic foot fetish. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to just end the recording now. (laughs) Someone flip a coin to pick which door he pointed Uh, at. uh, uh, I have a D6. Even or odd? Even. Odd. All right. Well, someone said even. Someone said odd. I got even. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything because we didn't assign it to the door. (laughs) Oh, man. That pie never showed up. I bet I can grab some food from the others, though. Ooh, sainty love. I thought you said you were allergic to fish. I can just take your leftovers. Wow, don't snap at me. You're being a real Eric Five right now. Fine. Ebab Flo, you definitely want me to take those potatoes off your hands. What? You're saving them? No, you can't just put those under War Torn Knight's pillow. They will go bad so quickly. Oh, you think that will make him dream of potatoes? What is wrong with you? You need to go to Jesky Fire immediately. She will fix you. All right, fine. Ash, there you are. Long time no see. Remember, you owe me that asparagus. What do you mean? It was from the time I saved you from Sean de Jesus. He was shooting arrows blindfolded in the art, and I pulled you out of the way of him shooting. What do you mean that was New York? She isn't even here anymore. How am I supposed to get my asparagus? All right, fine. Wait, where are you going? No, Dubward, let me lick the plate, please! Don't don't look at me like that, Lord Asselberg. I have seen you lick much worse. Eastwick, I am not a dog. Stop barking at me. I just want the leftovers. Jeff the Milkman, you didn't even finish your fish. You can't just throw it away. Wait! It's mine, it's mine! Don't you dare, Lady Lorax. That's my half a fish. Lexi, if you even try to take this away from me, I will end you.